Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast. I'm Mike Margulies, today in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I'm joined by my friend Amanda Day. How's it going, Amanda? Wonderful. I'll give you a proper introduction in just a moment, All but right. first I want to let our listeners know, um, listeners of this show, we have a good offer for you, special offer. You can get a free audiobook if you go to audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. Just from listening to this show, uh, you can download any audiobook you like on Audible's massive library. Uh, and you get a 30-day free trial of Audible. And at the same time, you're actually going to help support this show. So just by going ahead and downloading a free audiobook, uh, you're going to help this show uh, do what we do. Um, so yeah, please, uh, you know, the best, the best way you can help us out, aside from just telling your friends, uh, check it out at audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. Uh, again, audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. Um, bringing things back to Chiang Mai, though, uh, Amanda here is an independent marketing consultant and also a blogger at uh, your site's amandainasia.com. That's correct. And so you've been um, traveling Southeast Asia for, I guess, since what was it, February since, or so? Yep, since February. And it was originally going to be like a three-month trip. It was going to be a three-month trip, and it's turned into um, indefinitely. <laughs> yep, as it happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only person that, uh, that I've met that that's happened to, so. Yeah, and then um, like... Many people, including yours truly, you got sucked into yep. this wonderful place, yep. Chiang Mai. This magical place called Chiang Mai. Yes, that's a good word to describe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool um, what you're doing because you've, you've got this blog where you're kind of talking about your adventures, and at the same time, you're kind of doing the um, the whole the, what is it, the digital nomad sort of yes. thing, right? Yes, I am, and I'm, I'm meeting a lot of digital nomads here as well. Yeah, that's a good place about Chiang, thing about Chiang Mai. You know, we, place, were just, yeah. we were just saying yesterday how there's really a Silicon Valley vibe that's present in Chiang Mai. Yes. And I think that's very true with uh, places like Pun Space and Camp where mm, you the can... The co-working spaces. Yeah, the co-working spaces where you can go and meet other people who are, you know, whether they're bloggers or writers or they've got their own startup or a dropship business, you know, there's really a lot of that going on here. And... Um, before I came here, I really had no idea how many parallels there would be yeah. <laughs> with uh, with where I'm from, San Francisco, and um, and Chiang Mai. Yeah, and it's it's pretty incredible. This is it's almost like to me, Chiang Mai is the perfect place if you want to learn how to be an entrepreneur, because mm. you can come out here um, for a relatively low cost of living compared to, say, San Francisco. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Definitely compared to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and most other places like Western countries, for yeah. example. Um, and while you, um, you know, if you're living in somewhere like San Francisco, you're going to have to work a pretty yep. frantic, stressful yep. job just to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, out here, if you have some amount of savings um, or you're working um, a few hours like you are doing some consulting work mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or even some people go and teach English part-time, yeah. Uh, you can support yourself, and then at the same time, your time that's freed up, you can put yeah. into you know some new sort of business. Yeah. And, and it's definitely it's it's entrepreneurial, but it's a different kind of entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, it's it's not just everyone. I I've had a lot of friends um, back in San Francisco who are dedicated eighty hours a week to their startup, and they're yes. living on shoestring budgets with lots of roommates and eating ramen noodles every day. And, you know, maybe they have to be there for, for whatever their company mm. is. Maybe there's a lot of um, persons involved that live in the area. But I think if you're a creative entrepreneur, you can find the right business that you can do from abroad. And that's essentially the entrepreneurs that I've met here. Yeah. This city is very 
it has a very creative energy to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's another thing I love about it. Yeah, uh, yeah I could talk for hours about things or, I love. I think I already have. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. Uh, but, um, but really, work-life balance, I think that's what it's about. That is true. You have that here. Um, you know, People are working hard on their various projects and... Everyone's mm-hmm. got things. Some people are teaching. Some people are you know, doing all kinds of various, mm-hmm. doing podcasts, whatever. Um, but yeah, people also make time to like, you know. And just to drop an, a number to your audience, um, there are actually 40,000 expats living in Chiang Mai. Holy shit. <laughs> which is kind of like a city within the city itself. Yeah. Um, in certain parts of Chiang Mai, you would really forget that you're in Asia. Yeah, so. yeah. I, you know, I think though, I, on that topic though, that's true. It's nice to be surrounded mm-hmm. by other like-minded people. There's mm-hmm. a great expat community here, and it's very, very... It's almost too easy to meet other expats yeah. that are like you. Yeah. Um, and actually, at the same time, though, I think it's also good... And uh, what you're doing, you're, you're learning Thai language, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is something I'm uh, looking to start taking classes in as well. Yeah. We had actually last night, we went to the, uh, the nice. language exchange event. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool, though, because you know, you're also reaching out yes. to meet local yes. people. Because um, it's very... Like you said, there's so many expats here, and you can mm-hmm. feel really at home, and that's and it's, that is a great thing about you, Chiang Mai. But you can become culturally lazy. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> you can, and I've I've seen it happen. You know, I, there's definitely um, bars, restaurants that cater specifically to expats, and there are mm. people who live here for two, three years and never learn how to have a simple conversation in Thai. And, right. Um, you know, that's I don't think that's for us. Um, yeah, we, we kind of like to get more involved. So. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, in Thailand, um, I do find it a little bit more of a challenge than some other countries I've visited mm-hmm. um, to make local friends. Like, for example, in places like India and Malaysia, where people speak a lot of English, mm. it's, you know, yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, in I was in Vietnam before coming back to Thailand, and yeah. for whatever reason, it was very easy to make people. A lot of Vietnamese are very, very interested to mm. meet West for whatever reason. Sure. Maybe because they were a former colony, so they're more interested to meet mm-hmm. Westerners. Mm-hmm. For I'm not sure what it is, and. And Thailand's never really been colonized. I, I think, think that language barrier is a big part the of it. The language barrier is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it in Thailand, it does take, I think, a little bit more effort mm-hmm. to go to reach out, you know. It does. But I think it's important to yeah. do. Um, yeah. And something I want to try to do more, and I want to try to personally right. make more local friends. Right. And, you know, I, I've made a couple of very close um, girlfriends here who are Thai, and... Um, you know, one of the one of the things that's nice is I can also help them improve their English. They can help me improve my yeah. Thai. And, and that's what the event last night was about. Yeah, basically. that's what the event last night was about. My friend Nee is getting ready to interview, and her interviews in English, so I was helping her prepare for that. Mm. And then when we finished that, she helped me with I'm, I'm learning the alphabet and how to say the letters and recognize the letters when I see them. And it's it's great that you can just help each other yeah. and, and share that. You know. Definitely. And also, pro tip for listeners: if you uh, want to come live in Thailand for a longer term mm-hmm. an education visa is probably the yeah. best way to do it also yeah. so you're in like a one-year education can visa tell everyone what that entails basically I, I go to class three times a week for a couple of hours it's a small group class and um, we learn Thai um, minimal. Yeah, we, uh, we learn Thai is actually the name of the uh, the school it's oh yeah. it's effective Thai. oh no effective, oh sorry yeah. we learn sorry I got confused there we learn Thai as a school I've been looking into okay. actually <laughs> <laughs> there's so many uh, yeah, yeah there's so many schools here in fact you can even come here on an education visa and learn English like a number mm. of Chinese students come here 
for a year to learn English. Yeah, actually, last night at the exchange mm-hmm. event, I met a Chinese yeah. girl who was here learning English. Yeah, and you know, we keep talking about language exchange, so let's just go ahead and, and drop that. That's um, couchsurfing.com puts together an event twice a week here in Chiang Mai. Yeah, um, at Focus Gallery. Yeah, where people from any, um, any background can come and practice um, English and Thai. Spanish, yeah. Italian, I mean, any language you want to practice, you just meet the others who are there and find, a, you know, find someone to talk to. And um, it's, it's completely free. It's great. It's a great event. Actually, I'm going to try to get uh, Daniel, who, um, who owns oh, yeah. that, who the runs organizer. that bar focus and mm-hmm. organizes those events. I'm going to try to get him on this show as well. That'd be great. Um, yeah, yeah. See, he puts on a very nice event there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, you're mentioning you could also even come here on an education visa uh, and learn Muay Thai, for example. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, you can, yeah, there's so many different ways to get an education visa, really. And most of these offices, like the office at my school, they're so helpful. You know, they'll really yeah. hold your hand and walk you through the paperwork. Sounded like a pain in the ass, though. Well, <laughs> my, our friend Martin had a bit of a pain because recently laws changed here in Thailand. and yeah, um, The visa laws are changing, I think, yeah, like every couple it's, of it's weeks. It's becoming more, more stringent. You know, a lot of the reality is a lot of people want to live in Thailand. Yeah, and um, and they're trying to filter out the people who are are here and just sort of paying their way and not mm. really going to classes, and the people who are really here to learn. And so they've got these very stringent laws in place. Um, but yeah, now I think it's it's a little sorted out. And um, the reality is, it costs it costs about eight hundred U.S. dollars for the year, mm. and then each every three months you have to do a little renew process yeah. that costs about um, forty five. Yeah. So it's really, really affordable, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and then when you factor in the cost of living versus... Right, if, right. Especially coming from oh the God, U.S. Oh, God, should I drop those numbers? Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. In San Francisco, I shared a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment with another girl. We paid 2400 U.S. dollars. Shit. Um, <laughs> yes. And here I have a studio apartment um, by myself, and I pay 200 U.S. Yeah, and this is a, it's a nice place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's in the center of town. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. It, and I wouldn't say that I'm really going without here. You know, of course. No, no. I, okay, I miss Napa Valley, and I miss a few of those um, places that you just can't replicate. But overall, I mean, quality of life here is very good. Yeah, you, and you get pretty much all the amenities mm-hmm. um, of home here. Uh, and so it's... Uh, Tons of things to do in nature, if you like nature. Yeah. I mean, and, and wonderful city of Pi is... Uh, not so far away. A few hours Three away. hour van ride. You can get to beautiful nature filled oh, Pi, which is where we met actually a few yes. weeks ago. We were both on it. Well, I was on a weekend trip to Pi that became two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally made it back to Chiang Mai. That, by the way, is the reason for the hiatus on the show. Yeah. <laughs> never ending dilemma Pi or Chiang Mai. <laughs> yeah, that's the dilemma I've been tackling with recently because I, you know, yeah, I, I came to Pi originally like in January and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have actually a bunch of mutual friends mm-hmm. here in Chiang Mai, and I went with some of them two weeks ago to Pai. Um, yeah, it was a weekend trip, and I just kind of fell yeah. in love with the place. And now I had this dilemma, like, oh, my God, uh, maybe I want to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe I'll go back and forth, though. Yeah, and for the listeners that aren't familiar with Pi, it's just mm. this quiet little utopia situated in the mountains yes. where everyone who's there is just very 
well, okay, it's a little bit of a hippie community, Definitely I guess, is a, but <laughs> bring, bring your guitar and yes. your good vibes and, you know, come sit around with uh, the good people of Pi. It's just yeah. a, a really chilled out place. It's amazing. I would yeah. just like walk around with my guitar in my yeah. back everywhere and yeah. like, you know, no matter what, I would, you know, boom, whip out the guitar and play. Which, which reminds me, I still need to film you. Oh, yeah, the Pi song. On <laughs> your guitar with the Pi song. Uh, yeah, I, I really need to do that. Uh, and I'll post it out here. On, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll post the song on the, yeah, on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, the Pi song. It seems to be a hit, especially in, uh, around Pi in Chiang Mai. A self-proclaimed hit. Self-proclaimed hit. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, you know, it, it's funny because that was my dilemma. Uh, but I'm really happy that that's my biggest dilemma in life. Is like, right. what do I want to be? Chiang Mai or Pai? Two yeah. wonderful, amazing yeah. places. Yeah, which of these great places in Thailand do I want to be? And, right. And work minimally and just enjoy my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's this a guy is a very to do? good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, you now are actually gonna go visit the home fronts soon. Yeah. yeah? Two weeks in San Francisco and two weeks in uh, my hometown in Missouri. Yeah. So. And I didn't realize actually that. Um, it's nice to know that on the one-year visa, you can actually kind of skip out yeah, for a minute and can. visit and come back. Um, my school allows you to Skype into the classes. So yeah. you, you don't want to Are miss, you going to Skype in while you're yeah, in the States? You don't want to miss too many classes because you do have to pass some little um, tests, some right. language tests. Naturally. Um, so they allow you to Skype in, and it's, uh, it's quite nice, convenient. Yeah, I think uh, uh, some of... Uh, your classmates and our mutual friends like James and mm-hmm. Jenga, they uh, mm-hmm. Skyped in while, while from Pi. Yeah, um, yeah, you can travel it, Yeah. wherever. It's uh, That makes it pretty... Actually, that could solve my dilemma there, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's a good selling point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you're going to visit visit family and friends and everything. Mm-hmm. I guess it's been since February. It's been... How, God, how many months is that? I, mm, is it? Uh, what month is it now? <laughs> September. Yeah, it's been a while, so... Yeah. It's going to be a very different feeling, you know. I've, I've studied abroad before in Europe, but I've never just moved myself mm. to a foreign country. This is the first time in my life I've done that, and so, visiting the U.S. as a visitor right. is kind of a, a strange feeling. But it's definitely, um, you know, just recently I've realized that this is this is the right place. You know, yeah. this is the right place for me right now. Um, the things that I'm able to do here and just the sort of sense of peace that I have, it's it's completely worth it. Yeah, um, and I feel similarly like um, there isn't a place that's felt more kind of mm-hmm. like the home I need. Um, yeah. I want to be in than, than here, yeah. you know. Um, you know, like even if I were to go to the U.S., it's like I've got friends and family all across the place. It's not like mm-hmm. one city that's the place. And so I'm going to make a new home for myself. Well, geez, this is, um, there's yeah. nothing better here. And it's very easy to, you know, we've been talking about, make a lot of friends. Yeah, you meet a lot of really genuine people. And I think most of the people have um, a schedule that's similar to yours, mm. which is <laughs> pretty flexible. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the people that do work with companies back in the U.S., they tend to work in the evenings or they work part-time. Um, so you just have more time. Yeah, you just have more time to, to enjoy. be with friends and enjoy. Yeah, and you know we go for we go for hikes, we go to caves, we go visit places together, um, and it's just really really genuine friendships. I can't drive it home enough. I mean, mm. automatically by coming here, um, you're kind of if, the people you meet. You're gonna have more in common with them 
Um, yes. You know, then you yeah, do you anywhere. like click immediately. Yeah, you click immediately because usually, you know, like you and I are sitting around. Oh, why did you leave the U.S.? And it's like, well, I I didn't want to be chained to a cubicle, you right. know, and and you discover five, ten things right off the bat that you have in common with that person, and you just bond. Um, yeah, it's great. And I've come to Chiang Mai on several separate occasions mm-hmm. this year, and every time I meet a different group of people that mm-hmm. I immediately bond with in mm-hmm. an amazing way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a magnet, yeah. you know? And so it's like, yeah, it's like home. And so uh, it'll be weird for me also in a few months when I make my going to the U.S. as a visit rather than as a return. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. planning to go back at, for the holiday season, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and New Year's mm-hmm. and all that. But um, yeah, for me as well, um, I don't know exactly where I'm going after the New Year and everything, but um, probably back here. Well, maybe back here, maybe somewhere yeah. else. But It'll be a different vibe where I'm going. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be culture shock, I think. Just yeah. reverse culture shock going back to the States. Well, and you kind of, you just start to feel like you're a citizen of the world. You know, you're not yeah. really a U.S. citizen or whatever That's French it, citizen, yeah. wherever you're from, but you're a citizen of the world. You know, you just mm. live, you live where you are. And God, that's liberating. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um <laughs> you know, one thing I'd really love to mention, too, because we, we talk about the people that you meet, but also just the opportunities here. Um, whatever interest you have, you can really get involved in. Mm. Um, I, me, personally, I've, I've gotten really involved in yoga. Um, recently, I've gotten vol- involved in volunteering and um, teaching English to, um, to refugees, which is uh, a really um, fulfilling experience for me. Um, but there, there are endless opportunities here. Um, you know, whether your interest is, is martial arts, Muay Thai, or... Um, I've met some guys who do ultimate frisbee. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's incredible, you know? So it's, wow, I'm really promoting Chiang Mai, aren't I? Just, I think that's like half of what I do on this show is just talk about how awesome Chiang Mai is. <laughs> like this isn't the first episode I've right. talked about. <laughs> I, I read about it before I came here and I thought, wow, this kind of sounds too good to be true. And yeah. then you come here and you're like, oh shit, it's even better. I didn't even know about it. It caught me like completely blind. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of funny actually. So back in, um, this was back in January was the first time I came here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in India at the mm-hmm. time and I was meeting my cousin in Thailand. Mm-hmm. He was like in between semesters. He's, he's a, he, was a, he is at University of Maryland right now. Yeah. And so um, came out to meet him and, you know, he booked, a, immediately after flying to Bangkok, he booked us a, a train ticket to Chiang Mai and... Uh, three nights stay uh, in Chiang Mai, and I was uh, my first reaction was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Never plan ahead." Like uh, as a backpacker, my number one rule is <laughs> that sounds like, familiar. <laughs> yeah, you never plan. I was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna want to stay in Chiang Mai for three days. I don't, I don't like cities. Like, three days, what a commitment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we end up, you know, we end up staying for a week only because we went to Pai, mm-hmm. and then after Pai, came back here and was here. Just only left Chiang Mai the second, you know, for the two weeks just because my visa was up or my stamp was up. Mm. So it was like, yeah, I completely had no. I had this thought in my head. General cities are like not my thing, but yeah. came here. I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, this is the wow. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Well, and Chiang Mai is not a huge city. It's not like Bangkok. Yeah, it's, it's not like the, the perfect balance almost. Yeah, of it's, like, it's midsize. It's a nice walkable and mm-hmm. um, easy to get around. Yeah, so Chiang Mai is awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I think we've established that. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell me more though, actually, about. Um, some of the other adventures you've been in. So you've got, I mean, you've got AmandaInAsia.com. You're yeah, blogging about yeah. your adventures. Before coming to settling in Chiang Mai, 
uh, where were you traveling? I don't know if it was, maybe we've talked about this already. I don't, I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, well, I you know this was my first time in Asia. I when I was uh, in college years and just after college, I spent a lot of time in Europe. Hmm. Um, a lot of time in France, Italy, um, over there, and. It had been some years since I had traveled. You know, I was working in downtown San Francisco, nice uh, marketing job near the Bay Bridge, and yeah, it was it was great. It was it was um it was exciting, but I would really missed um having those cultural experiences and mm. just being abroad and <clears throat> you know the ch- the challenge of it and the delight of it. So I talked to um, a number of friends who had traveled. And more and more, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Not good. Yeah, more and more of my friends um, were kind of doing a gap year in the middle of their career. You know, mm. I know gap years are common right after college, but more people in their 30s were saying. You know, I actually hate that word, uh, gap year. Yeah. I hate that phrase, yeah. but it's like, you're taking a gap from what? From your life? Like, well, yeah. It's, well, <laughs> well, it's like, to me, it's like, no, you're not taking a gap. You're just living your life. Yeah. Like, but... to call it a gap year is to me like a misnomer. That's, that's kind so. of the sad reality, isn't it? I, mean, I don't know, it doesn't have to be. I think that's, if you want it to be a reality. Yeah, but I think that's kind of why it <laughs> I think that's kind of why they use the word a gap because it's, you know, maybe you've been working for 10 years and you want to go back to work, but you need a you need a break. You mm. need a you need a refresher, right? You know. And so for a lot of people, I think that's what it is. It's just a refresher. But um, I have a really good friend who went to travel the world for six months and six months turned into a year and a year turned into two years and you a know, gap two year a gap it life <laughs> wasn't really a gap anymore it just, yeah exactly it, it became a lifestyle mm. but um you yeah know. that's what i mean <laughs> and i talked to these friends about their trip and my initial thought was well but you're you're a man so you can do that i'm a woman i don't know if it's safe for me you know and i think maybe a lot of women have kind of felt that way like can i really just pack a bag and travel by myself uh, around the world and I'd never been to Asia before, so I didn't really know what to expect. But you know, I, I just started having conversations with people and um, and met with some some girls who had traveled um, through Thailand by themselves and other places by themselves, and realized, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's all right. <laughs> I yeah. It's, I think it's not you know going to be that scary, but it doesn't change the fact that when you actually land here and you get off the plane for the first time and you go to the hotel for the first time and you're really there, you're like, oh shit right i really did this this is wow (laughs) what's what's gonna happen next um and literally i think it was maybe five days in that i was like yeah this was happening this was the right decision there's a little bit of shock at the beginning but then you're like this was the right decision suddenly you're on an island somewhere and you're sitting on the beach with five friends that you've just made and you're drinking out of a coconut and you're strumming on the guitar and you're like yeah this, this was a good decision yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I had a similar kind of moment where, um, and for me, I had already kind of made that decision. Like, yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of make, changing the lifestyle. I kind of knew that straight mm-hmm. away that I was mm-hmm. indefinitely going to be doing something like this. Um, but I remember this this certain moment in India when I, a few days after I arrived and started this trip, it was like a year ago, actually, um, I met um, some locals through couch surfing and we went on like a road trip. And I remember in this beautiful valley where the flowers were blooming because it was um, just after the monsoon season mm-hmm. or just towards the end of the month. It was right about this time mm-hmm. of year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember this feeling of being with these wonderful people. We had these awesome conversations on the ride over. It was like a five-hour uh, car ride 
that was the best five-hour car ride ever. Yeah. You know, it was very interesting. And then I'm sitting there in this field looking up, thinking, wow, I am exactly where I'm supposed to, to be, be right now. Yes, And it was just absolutely. this overwhelming, yeah, feeling. I of, remember uh, having that exact same feeling. Yeah. yeah I think I, I wrote about it in my blog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's incredible. And, you know, it's not to say there's not that everything is just flowers and rainbows and you're backpacking. Like, there's difficulties, and I've talked plenty on this show before. Like, you go through phases of things. Yeah. You go through life. (laughs) And, you know, it can't be Christmas every day. Of course. I mean, I think think after about two or three months, um, you get so tired of having the conversation that starts, so where are you from? Yeah. So how long are you here? So where are you going next? Yeah. You you get really tired of that conversation. (laughs) Yep. kind of have to find it's like the equivalent of so what do you do back yeah. home you know? <laughs> yeah you kind of have to find a quiet space for yourself and that's and that's literally when I decided to settle in Chiang Mai yeah because, similarly for me I you know it's kind of the best of both worlds I'm still in Southeast Asia if I want to make a weekend trip to an amazing place I can do that but I also have you know I have a home here yes and, uh, and a life here and I, I like having that yeah so. exactly same for me you know yeah, after a while of doing it, mm-hmm. it gets to be, you meet so many awesome people all the time yeah. backpacking, but it gets to yeah. be lonely because it's transient yeah. and people come and go. So yeah. then, yeah, similarly, I was like, yeah, Chiang Mai, boom. Yeah. Now I have, and this is the place, like you said, where there's people that are here long-term mm-hmm. um, and, you know, other like-minded people. And it's very nice to be in that kind of environment. Um, it's got the best of many worlds, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Do you think we could get paid by the city of Chiang Mai for this? We should, right? Uh, we should. I, I'm going to ask them. Um, Chiang Mai, would you like to sponsor an episode of Walking the Earth podcast? We're going to promote you. <laughs> you know, another thing is I see I see a lot of um, older people here, and um, it's uh, it's always it's always it's funny how I. Well, my fa- my father was in was in the Vietnam War, and I you know I see a lot of these guys that look to be my father's age, and they've probably lived here a long time. And you're walking around, and it's really like I, I can't believe I'm in Asia. Mm. Um, I'm just I'm surrounded by uh, right. people like I would see at home. It's you know it's not just young kids and backpackers. It's really a variety of people. Yeah. And, and you know one okay one more thing I really like about Chiang Mai as compared to Bangkok or um, or Phuket or um, some of the other cities is. Chiang Mai is just not really seedy, you know. Right. I, I think some of these other places have a reputation um, yeah. for being a bit seedy. And I think it has elements somewhere. Sure. But it's not yet, every, not quite as seedy as Bangkok, though. And every place does, but yeah. but here it's, right, here it's a little more it's a little more conservative. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a more um, moral <laughs> <laughs> feeling when you're in Chiang Mai. So. Yeah, it's not as. Uh, Craziest say Bangkok for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I want to ask you one more question mm-hmm. that I ask all of uh, my guests, and and that question is, um, and give me the first thing that pops in your head. Okay. What's something that you haven't already done that you'd like to do in your life before you kick the bucket? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, one thing that's been on my mind is I I want to learn yoga in India. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been I've been thinking about that for a while. I don't know when I'm going to get the opportunity. I want to use at least a, a month or have at least a month of time mm. um, to do that. And um, and there's uh, there's some in Kerala that I've heard about. You were mentioning Rishikesh. Some. Rishikesh, um, in yeah. North India. Yeah, I've there's really, a lot of yoga stuff. I've just really gotten into yoga since I've been here, and I would I would love to to train. Um, yeah. For it, um, yeah, in the place where it all began. So. 
that's probably my top of my bucket list. Yeah, that's so like maybe after you finish your yeah, year. Yeah, after I finish the year because I, I don't think I can take that much time off right. um, from classes. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may even want to consider spending just uh, a few months. India is a place that you could yeah. spend a lot of time and still not see it all. It's a yeah. wonderful, I couldn't, yeah. I could speak about India as, as much as we spoke about Chiang Mai, you oh. know, <laughs> just about how wonderful it is. I mean, it's chaotic. India is pure chaos, and that's what's intimidating about it. Because mm-hmm. um, you know the other yeah, people that will try to take advantage of you, but there's also the yeah. most beautiful, wonderful, amazing yeah. people on the planet. So it's just complete. You get every kind of experience and person yeah. and thing, and every kind of landscape well, too. And some of my best friends are from India. I worked for an Indian organization in Silicon Valley, and so I've made really good friends with people from southern India, northern India, and I would I would actually love to see some of their hometowns and yeah. really experience it as well. So Yeah, I would re- definitely recommend, you know, if you to go to India, my recommendation is to take as much time as you can to, to really, like, yeah. go through. As an American, you can actually, I think, get a 10-year visa for India. Crazy. Multi-entry, so you can just come and go. As you, Crazy. In India, talking about prices, it's like half the price of Thailand. So, yeah. Um, affordable travel as Oh, well. and, you know, really, the, probably the... the best traveling experience I've had during my backpacking was was two weeks in Burma mm. Burma was just beautiful how did you and find it yeah I you know actually it, it is um parts of Burma are close to the Indian border and there's definitely you'll you'll, you'll see some overlap in mm. cultural elements food and things like that um Burmese people are so friendly they're yeah. just the friendliest people even if they don't speak a word of English and many of them don't um, they just make every effort to be helpful and yeah. um I yeah I had a wonderful experience in Burma I, I need to go check it out at some point. I, well, I, I, technically, I've been uh, to, to Myanmar, Burma, um, for two days. Like, I was doing a border run oh, from Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the last time I was here in Chiang Mai, yeah. I was here again. It stayed in Chiang Mai until my visa, my stamp was up. So I went <laughs> up to the border to cross. I didn't think that I could get in without a, uh, a visa. Right. But actually, I was able to get in. Uh, and I was, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll stay. But here's the catch. I found out I could only stay within the border city. Okay, that's what I've heard. That was the catch. That's what I've heard. So I was yeah. technically yeah. in Myanmar, but it was like, I was only, I couldn't go past the border you city. Can, you can fly from Bangkok to Yagon for 40 US dollars. That's not with bad. With AirAsia. Yeah. And you do have to get the visa. The visa's um, 800 to $1,200, depending on if you want it rushed or not. Mm. Um, you get it right there in Bangkok as well. So most people go from Bangkok to, to Myanmar. Um, but yeah, the, the best cities in, in my mind are um, Bagan and Le Lake and, and Sipa. Those mm. are really beautiful cities in Burma. And um, it's just so untouched, you know, there's not as yeah, much Yeah, it's tour- only recently opened up tourism to tourism. There. It's only recently opened up. A lot of people say it's what Thailand was 40 years ago. And I don't know, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But um, I, I can't say enough good things about Burma. It is a poor country. It right. definitely is. And you can see that they still have their struggles. And But, but you can't help. You can't help but want good things for these people. Like, yeah. They're just such warm people. So Yeah, I, I definitely want to um, make a proper visit to Myanmar yeah. at yeah. some point in the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, you know, Amanda, thank you for coming on the show. Um, folks that want to hear more from Amanda, uh, you can find her blog, amandainasia.com. Uh, Amanda's also on uh, Facebook, recently made a Facebook page. Yes, finally. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, yeah. So check her out at facebook.com slash Amanda in Asia. And you're also on Twitter, mm-hmm. at Amanda Day CA. That's right. Um, and I will, as always, post links to um, 
to all the ways to find you on the blog post right up for this episode. That can be found at wtepodcast.com. Um, and please, uh, well, you can remember if you want to help support the show or if you just want to get yourself just for listening to the show, you get a free audiobook. <laughs> How about that? So check it out at audibletrial.com slash wtepodcast. Um, yeah, I think that's all for now. Great. Um, Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you so much again. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.